You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Jesus is personal. He wants to come into our personal space and cure what is killing us, what is eating at us, what is diminishing us. And though we might be rotten and stinky, though we might be ashamed and helpless, Jesus lets us know that we have worth and that He not only wants to help, but that He will help, that He will rescue. comforting it is to know that the God of the universe wants to know us and to care for us on a personal level. In today's message, Pastor Dion will look at the story of Jesus and the leper. If anyone had a reason to walk holier than thou, it would have been Jesus. But he met everyone from all walks of life with love and grace. Even the man that was unclean, Jesus personally sought him out. So don't be ashamed of your status. God still pursues you, and he desires a personal relationship with you. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Mark chapter 1 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. others with this infectious disease because you know that there's always those people who are going to call because you're not following the protocol of the government do you know what I'm saying so he could have been stoned on the spot because that was the penalty for exposing yourself and exposing others to this infirmity so guys here's what he does you know he could have been stoned but he just he doesn't care puts himself out there he throws himself out there and he calls to Jesus in humility and respect, kneeling in surrender. He says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He doesn't give him Jesus' name. He doesn't say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Juan from Anchitos. And, you know, it's because he's lost all his identity. He doesn't have an identity. You hear what I'm saying? But all he can do is he throws himself at Jesus and he says, if you can, if you're willing, not if you can, but if you're willing, you can cleanse me. What he was saying is, I know you can, but am I worth it? Am I salvageable? Am I too far gone? See, this leper had been written off by everyone else. His family, his friends, his church. And now he's just asking us, Jesus, are you going to write me off? Have you ever felt like a failure, a casualty, a statistic, reduced to nothing? Maybe because of divorce, or debt, or drugs, or sickness, or sin? Have you ever felt rejected, or lonely, unloved, and depressed to the point of suicide? Have you ever wondered if God cares? That's where he was. I know that you can heal. I know that you can heal this. I believe that you can. But I'm not sure that you will. I'm not sure that I'm worthy. If you've ever wondered if God cares, Jesus forever answers that question right here. 
Let's read the passage, verse 41. Then Jesus said out loud, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. So the leper throws himself out there, surrendered, his life deteriorating. He has no other option. The end of his rope. They've already read the burial service over him. He's as good as dead. He throws himself at Jesus because he has heard that he's a healer, a helper. He throws himself at Jesus, surrendered, and he says, I know you can, but will you? And the Scripture said Jesus was moved with compassion. You know, in the Greek, moved with compassion means moved to a love from the deepest recesses in your being. He was moved to love from deep within. In fact, it actually says from the gut. But you know, to, to read it like Jesus loved him with all of his guts doesn't sound that cool. But that's where Jesus was moved from. Jesus was moved from when he saw this man. And let me tell you why. Jesus will soon be the disfigured. He'll be the one who is isolated and given, put at a distance. He will be the one who is in despair. The one disfigured on a cross, bloodied and broken. He will be the one who they have isolated and they have said, you, you, you know, you call yourself the Son of God. He's going to feel the, 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 the very isolation from God when he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus identifies with this man. And that's the awesome thing about Christ. There is nothing that you can go through that he cannot, has not already felt that pain, that isolation, that loneliness, that hurt. And that's why he is moved to help. In fact, the Scripture even says that. We have a Savior who is easily touched with our infirmities or problems or hurts because He Himself has gone through them. He looked at this man and he was moved with compassion. He was moved and he just couldn't stand to see this man suffering. Jesus instinctively reached out and touched him. And everybody go, oh! Jesus instinctively reached out and touched him. I think Jesus might have even saying, Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no sickness ugly enough to keep me from touching you, guy. Right? <laughs> I know Jesus didn't sing that song. But that's what the leper heard. The leper heard, the leper saw that nothing in fact, the Apostle Paul put it this way, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. No angels, no principalities, nor powers, nor sickness, nor death, nor any other, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. I think it's awesome. That's what the leper heard. And Jesus instinctively jumps him, jumps and grabs him and says, I will, I want to be cleansed. 
Jesus is a hands-on kind of Savior. Not just a general, hey, I'm a promise. He's a hands-on. Steps into our lives when it's deteriorating. Steps into our stinky, messy lives. Isolated, lonely. Sin has damaged us. But when we come surrendered to Him, broken, and Lord, I need Your help. There's nothing else I can do. I'm at death's door. Can You help me? Will You help me? I'm not worthy. Will You? I know You can. He jumps into your life, wraps His arms around you, and says, yes, I will. Now, think about it. Jesus could have been, a, been stoned along with the leper for even greeting this guy. That was the law. But Jesus is willing to risk it all. Jesus is willing to risk it all for you. Reaching out for you is worth it to Him. Mark in his Gospel will document no less than eight times that Jesus touches sick, diseased, and hurting people. Jesus is personal. He wants to come into our personal space and cure what is killing us, what is eating at us, what is diminishing us. And though we might be rotten and stinky, though we might be ashamed and helpless, Jesus lets us know that we have worth and that He not only wants to help, but that He will help. That He will rescue. That He will reach into our lives personally and mend what, 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 what the devil has taken, what has been destroyed. And then Mark, in this Gospel, uses his favorite word, and we read it. He uses favorite word when describing what took place after Jesus talked to him and touched him. It says, immediately. Everybody said what? Immediately. Immediately the leprosy left him. And he was cleansed. Now, I want, I want you to stop thinking about this. It wasn't that the sickness stopped. It wasn't that whatever was deteriorated, whatever had been rotted, just it stopped there. Oh, no, no, no. Jesus, here's what Jesus did. He not only healed, but cleansed. It says that the man's skin returned to normal, beautiful, natural skin. Everything all around his face, his eyes and his ears. Because that's what Jesus does. Jesus doesn't step into our life and just stop the deterioration. Oh, no, no. He makes you brand new. I love it. That's what he did to this leper. In fact, let's, then let's read what Jesus told the leper after the healing. Then Jesus strictly warned the leper and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer your cleansing to those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, the man went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. It's pretty cool. So, here's this leper, life deteriorating. He throws himself before Jesus and asks for his help. And Jesus says, I will wraps his arms around him, and he says, be cleansed. And the man's skin becomes completely new. Now, I can only imagine the shock, 
the excitement that that man experienced at that moment to just feel all the skin grow back to normal, to feel the, the, the strength and the energy come back, and to watch that. I can only imagine how he reacted to that. And so he's so excited, and Jesus says, now slow down, slow down there, cowboy, slow down. Jesus gave him two orders, two prescriptions. Here's what Jesus told him. Number one, don't tell anyone. See, Jesus knew that the public attention would hinder his ministry because that kind of a miracle, an incurable disease, would obviously bring everybody that's sick and every leper in the town. And he would no longer be able to teach. And listen, guys, the message of salvation is more important than the miracle of healing. Now, the Lord wants to do both. But remember, it's the message that's what heals our soul and brings us a miracle right here between us and God. And Jesus knew that it would interrupt, interfere. The miracle would interfere with that. So Jesus says, don't go and tell anybody. But the man couldn't keep quiet. He proclaimed and he spread the news. That's the word they use, spread. And in the Greek, that word spread is the same word they use for forest fires. I tell you, he was on fire and he spread it like a wildfire, what Jesus had done. He was told to keep quiet and he blazed it abroad. We're told as Christians to blaze it abroad and we keep quiet. So that's the first thing Jesus told him. Let's keep this on the down low, but no way. Here's the second thing Jesus told him. He said, go show yourself to the priest and offer the Old Testament sacrifice for cleansing. Jesus wanted to impact this man with the fact of redemption. And he also wanted everyone in Jerusalem at the temple and all the priests to know that the Messiah was in Israel. And let me explain it to you. Before you get all excited, let's back it up, okay? Here we go. I told you where the priests would document birth date, death date, give them their garment. Now a leper that was cleansed was supposed to go to the temple and, and they were supposed to offer a particular sacrifice as a thank you to God for their healing. The only problem was there had never been a leper healed in Israel ever. Okay? Understand this. Ever. So there had never been a leper healed ever. But there were prophecies in the Old Testament that when the Messiah would come, He would be the one to cure the incurable. Alright? So Jesus was sending this man once, of course, so He can go through the ceremony. Two, so He could let the priest know that the Messiah is in Israel. So the guy shows up and he says, I was cured of leprosy. And the priest said, uh-huh, sure you were. He said, no, 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 really. Get the book. So they bring out the book. He gives them the name. There's his name, birth date, death date. Well, what happened to you? Well, this guy, his name's Jesus. I was out there. I went to him and he healed me. 
Now he told me to come and offer the sacrifice to God for the healing. But they had no clue. It had never been done. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 13 through chapter 15, God gave them, gave Moses, the ceremony, the actual sacrifice of what's to be done for a healed leper. But they had never done it. It wasn't a part of their regular stuff. It had never been done. So when he says, I got healed from leprosy, and he identifies himself, they're like, um, and so, so I came to offer the, the, the sacrifice. What is it? And they said, we'll be right back. So then they come. This was the ceremony. And it's a beautiful picture of redemption. If you were wealthy, you would bring two lambs. But the bottom line is, people were mostly poor. So God prescribed two turtle doves for those who were poor. They would bring two turtle doves, and here's what the priest would do. The priest would kill one. He would take his finger in the blood of the dead turtle dove, and he would sprinkle it on the living one. He would take that blood and put a dab on his right ear, his right thumb, and his right big toe of the leper. The picture was, one dies so the other may live. And it's that blood that will cover him. He will walk underneath the covering of the blood of the one who sacrificed for him. It's a picture of Jesus in His sacrifice for us in the Old Testament. It was a beautiful picture. And then the priest would be required to get an anointing oil and sprinkle the live dove with anointing oil and then take a dab of it, put it on the right ear, the right thumb, and the right big toe of the leper. And then the next thing it required is that he, the priest, would go get the other book of life. This was for every member of the congregation. Every person that's born, every baby that's born gets their name written, all right, in this book. You go get that book, and he would rewrite his name as a new creation, as a new start, and a new beginning. This is the exact picture, guys, of what Jesus has done for us. We were deteriorating because of sin, because of a disease so deep. We were so contagious, so sick. But there was one day that we heard about Christ. And however that was, we ended up surrendering, coming to Him. Maybe it was to this place. Maybe it was, you know, somewhere else. But you, you, you came, you heard, and you came to find Him. And He reached out. He didn't hesitate, but as you surrendered, I know you can, but are you willing? Am I too far gone? And he, here's what he did. He said, I will. And he not just, he didn't just stop our deterioration, but he birthed us anew. And it is so beautiful. And not only that, but our name gotten written down. We are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. We are no longer the old, but now new. It's a beautiful picture. So I'll close, guys. Now stop. There might be some in here whose life has been deteriorated by sin, and, well, you've realized that the Savior, Jesus, is still able and still willing to cleanse, to forgive, and to restore. If that's you, 
I encourage you to respond to his salvation. Respond to his reaching out. And as you do, you will sense and you will know what transformation is like. And here's for the rest of us who have already come to the Lord Jesus Christ. You all know that even though you're a Christian, you still sin, right? I'm going to say that again. You all know that even though you're a Christian, you still sin, right? All right. I just want to emphasize that. There are still things that eat at us. Secret sins, other things that eat at us. And the beauty of it is, is even after we've been made new, there's sometimes we can become infected with the wrong stuff. But the Bible says that He, if we confess our sins, He is just and faithful to forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So, whatever parts of your life have been deteriorated, maybe marriage, health, relationships, maybe your peace, your joy, no matter how far gone, Jesus can and will help. All you have to do is call on Him. In fact, here's His promise. This is a promise from God Himself. He shall call upon Me, and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him. And with long life, I will satisfy Him and show Him My salvation. That ought to make you keep and holler a lot too. Because if you call on Him, He will do that work. Father, we just want to say thank You for reaching out to us individually. For stepping into our lives with hands-on forgiving our sin cleansing us. I pray, Father, that we would live that life in newness, a new beginning, following You. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's all stand. And if you're here this morning and you've realized my life has been deteriorating and I need a new beginning, I want you to pray out loud with me together. Father, I know I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I have ignored you. I have run from you. I've even fought you. But today, today I surrender. I repent for my sin and I turn to you. Thank you for stepping into my life and making forgiveness possible. Thank you for cleansing me. I'm yours. We cling to the simple Thanks for joining us as Pastor Dion Cordova has brought us a message here on The Simple Truth. In this series entitled Encounters with Jesus, Pastor Dion has been digging into what it looked like for those that met and felt the healing power of Jesus here on earth. From people who thought they had it all together to those that believed they had nothing to offer, Jesus engaged with all of them equally. 
What an incredible thing to be able to interact with and talk with and even physically touch Jesus, the Son of God. It's a great privilege that many had the opportunity to experience during those times. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. We have services on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. And if you'd like to jump into a Bible study with us midweek, come on by this Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We'd love to have you. All of this information and more is found at tmcalvary.com. If this ministry has proven to be a blessing in your life, would you consider partnering with us financially? We have a donate tab on our website. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. Head on over there now and check it out. You can also call us for any of your other questions. Our number is 505-753-4363. Once more, that's 505-753-4363. Well, that brings us to the end of our time today, but we hope to connect with you again. Pastor Dion has more to share, and you won't want to miss the next edition of The Simple Truth. In the deeds we sow, let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we